Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. We back. We back. My name is Julian Osius, and I am here with the admirable uh, Jake Willard. And uh, how you doing today, Jake? Dude, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, we're we're coming off of what we're touting the snowmageddon in Eugene. We've had four days of lots of snow. Um, very absurd for Eugene, I think up to 10 inches. So it's it's been a very weird week all around. I'm going to ask you first, what are you rocking on for you today, Jude? But also, what did you rock this week during the snowmageddon? Because we're, we're warm weather folk, Florida and California. Like, we don't know snow. We so don't know snow at It's been all. weird, but yeah. yeah. So today, the snow is kind of melted. It's like kind of warm out. It's, yeah, the sun's it's not, Yeah, the sun's out, so it feels warmer than it is. So um, I'm wearing some Kobe fives today the usa colorway nice he just came out for like the olympics uh back when he was i don't even remember the year 2012 back 10. in the day yeah back in the day i don't remember the year but uh i happened to get a pair of these off mercari for like 40 bucks they were in great condition mercari please sponsor the show yes i have so much i bought so much from mercari you have to sponsor us you just have to please um, yeah, and so that's what I'm wearing today. I got my I Feel Like Kobe shirt on, too, just in a Kobe mood. It's the fit. It's the fit. And then this week, oof, you could not wear much because that snow was actually, like, really high. It was, like, 10 inches, like, high, which is really, really tall for Eugene. Like, I think that's the most snowfall they've had in, in quite some time, so. I mean, we haven't had snow, like, at all since sophomore year for us, so right. two years back. And that snow didn't stick, or it stuck for a little bit. Like a day. <laughs> Like a day and it was gone in the morning. Yeah. And it was like a few inches, nothing crazy. So this was just such like a a different like beast. Like mm-hmm. we had classes canceled two days this week because like the snow and the ice. And again, 10 inches, so you couldn't wear too much. So I just wore, I have these Nike Air Force One boots. Ooh. And they're not like the duck boots or anything. This is like a really old pair that um, I had been looking for for a while. It kind of gave up because I lived in Florida, so I didn't really need the boots. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted them because they were like, they're pretty dope. I found a pair at Plato's Closet for 20 bucks. They're like a size and a half too big. I'm like an eight. These are a nine and a half. Classic. And I'm like, you know what? I, I got to buy them because I don't have any boots and we'll figure it out. I double sock them. I had to because it was cold anyway. Yeah, right. And uh, they were they were awesome for me. I mean, they weren't like wet or anything. My feet were good. Feet were warm. That's good. And that that's like all I've been wearing the, the last few days because, I mean, you couldn't wear anything else really. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had something because I, I didn't have much. So. No boots? <laughs> no, no boots. I mean, well, first up today, I rock it on feet. It's going to tie into something we're talking about later. Uh, just the Black Cement Jordan 3s from last year um, from All-Star Game weekend. Um, I got them off the sneakers app. It's the first time I ever got anything off the sneakers app. So Finally, that app just that, doesn't treat anybody too well, it no. feels like. No, and I, I just feel like I have the worst luck on the sneakers app. So even with like bad releases, I remember. No, I remember like um, my roommate and I, Nick, that was on the show. Yeah, uh, he and I tried to get like Safari Prestos. Like they were yeah. kind of sought after, They're but nothing cool. crazy. And we tried on like four devices and couldn't get anything. It's like, man, this sneakers app is. And I, re- I remember like the Be True pack from last year. They had the two seventy with the the translucent bubble that had the rainbow on it, and I wanted those so bad, and like I didn't get them and i was like i was literally the first person to jump in line i don't know it was dumb so i don't sneakers app one day one day maybe i'll get something else but i have maybe one day we'll get least. like an algorithm to like <laughs> help us understand or a bot. i sure don't yeah or a bot. A, we can only hope oh man who knows but yeah so at least i got something so i got the the blacksmith threes um and i love these shoes um still like the true blue a little better but the blacksmith threes is, is very close behind but i mean this week i remember the first day of the snow 
it's all about the IG, you know, you got to get the good Instagram post. Um, and so I was rocking uh, my California SB Dunks. I got those at Plato's Closet for $20, also a size and a half big for me, but somehow they fit. I, I didn't have to double sock them either, which is crazy. But so I took an artsy picture, Californian in the Oregon snow, and I don't know, didn't get as many likes as I had hoped because probably beating people to understand the joke. But I wore those the first day, like, and actually like hiked in the snow in those and they were okay. Like my, my socks were definitely soaked, but I mean, they're leather, so they held up pretty well and, and it was fine. Um, and then the next day I just wore an old beat up pair of, uh, running shoes, my Jordan Tenacity 88s, which look like a Jordan three. If you can't tell, I really like the Jordan three, uh, <laughs> elephant print and everything. Um, so I wore those for the next couple of days just because I don't care about beating those up and they got soaked, but whatever. I and then I, I'm going to dry. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to invest in a pair of snow boots, uh, going forward. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But yes, the snowmageddon, it looks like it's coming to an end. So Thankfully. It was, week, it, was, it was short, but it was good. It was good. And I think it was necessary. Coming at week eight of the term, I think a lot of people appreciated it. Some people probably didn't. Who knows? Who but knows? Anyway, um, so we're kind of coming off the heels of some interesting news that dropped yesterday. And I mentioned that the shoes I'm wearing today are kind of indicative of the news. Uh, Jordan Brand has done the Tinker Jordan 3. Well, they've done it with a couple of silhouettes. They like basically the idea, the concept behind it is that Tinker Hatfield, the designer of all the best Jordans from the three to the twenty, and and so on, and a couple of random ones after that. I mean, he in the original sketches of some of his shoes, he got a little little crazy, a little carried away, and he did some different things. And the Jordan Three was the first time they did this, where they put the Nike swoosh on it, and uh, that's what Tinker had originally played around with in his head. And so that shoe, obviously, they did the colorway last year for the 30th anniversary, and then they brought it back. They did it on the Justin Timberlake Super Bowl shoe, and then we saw the Oregon Ducks got a Tinker Jordan 3 uh, shoe this football season. And so now they're coming out with another colorway of it. It's It pays homage to the Air Max 1, which is Tinker Hatfield's other really famous design. He's got a lot of famous Nike shoe designs, but that's probably the other one besides the Jordan 3 that was like really kind of put him on the map was very significant. So this Jordan Tinker 3 looks like the, the Air Max 1. And a lot of people online have been kind of bashing on the shoe. They think it looks ugly. People are always critical of Jordan brand. I mean, Julian, I showed you the pictures. I was pretty hyped when I saw them and I sent them to you. I mean, what did you think of them? First reaction of the shoe? Um, I was kind of on the same boat as you. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I, I've always been a fan of the design of the Tinker 3s. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird to say Tinker 3s since it's his shoe it, anyway. Yeah, right. But yeah, I've, I've always liked the design, but I've never actually enjoyed like or really thought a pair was dope to want to go get it. Maybe that's just me. I always felt like the swoosh kind of felt like forced and it kind of felt like a lot was going it, on it's when a little, it shouldn't have. It's a little different shape than the normal swooshes on yeah. those things because it's the Jordan 3. It's not really made for a swoosh, but I can definitely see where you're coming from on that. And so it was never like for me besides like the Oregon one, which mm -hmm. is just dope. And well, that has the Velcro removable yeah, swooshes, different colors. That's, that's just like its own thing, like any Oregon mm -hmm. swoosh's own thing. But this one was like interesting to me because mm – -hmm. I mean, it's still the remo removable swoosh, but it has it's like the base one is white, so it kind of blends in. Yeah, well, so I like the different swooshes that I've seen in pictures. I mean, I don't know if they're official or not, but there's supposed to be a, a red one, which pays tribute, like the original that's, Air that's Max just one. Like the Air Max, yeah, yeah, the original Air Max one has a red swoosh on it. Then there's also the white one that's shown in the mock-up, 
and then there's a gray one, which is similar to the gray that they're using on the back tab that has Nike Air on it, and that's a big deal. And then there's also a, a, a might be an elephant print one as well, because the Jordan that'd be, Three that'd be kind of cool. Well, like that's and what, there's no elephant print on it. Yeah. So like the the difference with this one is that so with the Tinker Jordan Three, they've been doing like the mud flap across the middle is a different color, and then there's like elephant print. But instead of the elephant print, they're going with the red suede. Um, cause that's what the Air Max one had. And I remember like I first saw the rendering. I'm just like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's different. Um, and I noticed that it looks like it's a removable solution. So I was pretty stoked on that. And then I read that it was going to be red suede leather. And then it first, then that's when it clicked in my head. I was just like, sorry for that snap. But, uh, that's when it clicked in my head. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is an Air Max one. And I, I, that's when I started freaking out. I'm just like, wait, these are freaking amazing. Like then the removable swooshes I was stoked on and, I mean, for me, as someone who really loves Tinker Atfield, like this shoe is the embodiment of what the Tinker Jordan 3 should be. Like it's paying homage to the man who created this crazy thing that we call a Jordan brand and really brought it to the pinnacle of success that we've seen it uh, achieve. And so it's like this is this is kind of true to what the Tinker Jordan 3 should be, whereas the first colorway of it, I was just kind of like this. I mean, the colorway was kind of random. They kind of just picked a colorway and ran with it. I don't think that's what Tinker originally envisioned for the Jordan 3 colorway, I think the the black cement colorway was always what he was going to go with. So that one, the messaging was like, the concept was there, but the messaging wasn't quite there. And then this one, I think is like, it's perfect. Like you're bringing two of his best shoes into one. Um, and I'm really stoked on it. And I'm Two of his best, like two, not just like best shoes, but uh, sneakers that kind of propelled like really long existing lines too. Absolutely. I mean, the Air Max one. Obviously, they make air, new new Air Maxes every year. Yeah, and this year it's like the seven twenty or something like that. Yeah, and so they do that every year, and that's awesome. And they've been doing that since the mm-hmm. the one, and then the Jordan three. Now we're what are we on for Jordan thirty three? Thirty three now. So, yeah, thirty, 30 uh, silhouettes later. You know. Yeah. So I I think it's that's really cool that like two shoes that kind of started it all yeah. for two really successful uh, lines, and not even just for the lines for Nike in general. It's like. I mean, the Air Max was kind of like they had the air technology. They were putting it in the Tailwind shoe in the set in 79. Like Honolulu Marathon was the first time it was ever implemented. Um, but it was hidden. You couldn't see it. And then Tinker was the first time, the first person to expose the airbag. And uh, that was a really big deal. And I don't know. So it's just like both Tinker was just so revolutionary for Nike. And I mean, in the abstract documentary, he says that he still believes that Phil Knight believes that he saved Nike and Jordan Brand and everything. So, I mean, for someone who's as influential in saving Nike and creating these shoes it's for Tinker, it just makes sense. And it's really cool. And I'm really happy that people are not, they don't like the shoe. And that means I can get it easy. So you're going to cop? I'm going to cop for sure, dude. I, I, I've been wanting to get a pair of like the, the Tinker. I just love, like I said, I love Tinker. I've been wanting to get a pair of the Tinkers for a while, but I'd rather just shell out the 200 to get the removable swoosh versus the 260 that they're reselling for on StockX. So I, I, I like this. Like I said, I like the messaging on this one a lot better. So would you cop these? Um, I know money. Probably, probably not. Yeah. Not even a money thing. I, don't, I just don't think I would. Um, I haven't been, I mean, you can tell by like what I've been wearing on, on these podcasts uh, recently. I'm I'm a big Nike basketball guy. Yeah. And uh, Jordans are dope. Uh, I think they're super comfortable, super durable, uh, especially with like the newer ones that they've been making. They came back and started putting better quality materials. There yeah. was like a dip in like the mm-hmm. late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, like 2011, I remember. Where it was like weird year. really bad quality shoes. Yeah. And so I'm happy they're better now. Yeah, they're coming back. And I have a few pairs that are really good quality, but you know, it, it's a... 200 for like a like one shoe like getting a lot of them is, is tough for me to like 
Yeah. At least right now. If it if it was anything but the Jordan three, I think I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the Jordan three and yeah, it's the tanker. Uh, it's cool. Um, but we kind of touched on so like original Nike shoe, like Air Max was a big starting, and then the Tailwind, and that had the Tailwind had a waffle sole on it, and. Uh, we're kind of seeing Waffles kind of come back into the mix a little bit. Um, so Sakai is teaming up with Nike. They're doing a collab on some Waffles and some Blazers. Um, and these shoes are very flashy. And Julian, you're the one that kind of like pointed it out to me. We're pretty excited about these. I mean, we both don't know much about Sakai, but I mean, these shoes are just kind of cool and they really stand out. And I think it's kind of par for the course with where style is kind of going in some some ways right now. I mean, what did you think when you saw these? Yeah, so I don't... Like you said, I don't really know too much about Sakai. I've seen his name kind of around on some random stuff, like some New Balance and you know some miscellaneous collabs, but I haven't seen anything that really stood out to me. And um, this is a really cool collab. It's it's like mismatched and it's kind of like organized chaos. Is kind of like what I can describe these shoes as. It's a bunch of different colors with like multiple swooshes, like kind of overlapping, but not too much. They don't. They don't seem like they're ruining anything. And it's for two, like, pretty important shoes, I'd say. Like, the mm-hmm. Waffle is obviously, like, the the, the Nike baby. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's the OG. Bill Bowerman is Waffle Iron Man, it's, making shoes. It, making shoes in, in his dorms, you know. And, um, and then the Blazer is kind of, like, one of those first street shoes. Like, it was used for basketball, too, but it was, like, a very street-oriented shoe, especially, like, in the later part of it. Yeah. And now, especially, nobody's going to play basketball in Blazer. Well, now it's kind of moved. It's under the Nike SB line, so Nike Skateboarding is the one that kind of houses the Blazer now. But, I mean, I agree. Like, it's definitely more of a, a lifestyle shoe. Some people skate in it, but most people just wear it for, for casual wear. Yeah, and I think both of those shoes, they were, like, kind of first for, like, the skate, too. And, like, yeah. Waffles first for the run. Right. So, um. Just the collab in general, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see more from Sakai if he does more collabs like this, because mm-hmm. now like this is the one that's got me uh, into seeing what he can do. Yeah, and if and if there's anything else kind of like this, like maybe with even better silhouettes, if he did this with the Jordan One, that'd be crazy. People would go nuts and I mean, we've seen how you Jordan- could you could put poop on a jordan one right now and it would sell out and that's the thing it's like jordan brand right now like we've seen a little bit more creative freedom with like travis scott and flipping the swoosh around so i mean that's kind of cool that jordan brand is finally starting to loosen their death grip on their silhouettes and colorways and probably a good thing because when they were in strict control of it we talked about like every time they were releasing a retro shoe they'd throw the colorway on a jordan one and it just didn't work a lot of the times yeah. so it's good that they're kind of giving the creative people the creative freedom on their silhouettes and making them cool um so that's really cool definitely um and the the the, the waffles i'm looking at them a picture of them right now they're pretty chunky i mean lots of colors going on uh they first debuted in paris fashion week so i mean kind of along those lines. So you kind of get that type of vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I get the vibe and it, it looks like it's a cool shoe, not my style at all, but uh it's definitely uh it's it's pretty cool. I, I can see a lot of people wearing them. Yeah, and they're probably going to be pretty limited. They're coming out what? The 7th? March uh, yeah, 7th? March 7th and yeah, I'm assuming they're going to be pretty limited. They're probably going to be pretty limited, so if you're trying to get so, a pair of those, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> buy the hype, we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh invest now. Yeah. Um, but another shoe that we've seen some hype on, and this is a brand, it's another collaboration, and it's with a brand that Nike has seen a lot of success with, and there's been a lot of hype around, and that's Atmos. The LeBron is getting a Safari Atmos treatment, and this is really cool. I mean, we've talked about LeBrons many times on the show, and like, I think they're just, it's cool this year. It seems like they're really paying tribute to a lot of the, I mean, they did this last year with the LeBron watch, but they're doing it again this year, and it's really cool to paying tribute to some of their bigger collaborators on the, and bring back the watch the throne, and 
like I don't know, LeBron's just been a re- it's been a really good year for the LeBron shoe. And I mean, Julian, you know more about LeBron's because you've been following it a lot closer than I am. I have, but I mean, the Safari collaboration and Atmos working on the shoe. I mean, does that seem like an interesting fit for you? Like, do you, can you see that collaboration working out? I mean, we've seen the shoe, but I, I, it's gonna sell out. It's people. I'm sure people love this shoe. I love this shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just Atmos. Whenever they do the Safari colorway, so it's like the the orange brownish and then it has like mm-hmm. the the quote unquote safari print which is just like it's kind of a cement print yeah like from it, the Jordan it's 4. just like gray with like black dots yeah and it kind of camouflages a little bit hence safari um it's really cool they put it on a ton of shoes mm-hmm. like i mentioned earlier the safari prestos we tried to get a few years ago right. uh that was one of the collabs uh some air for or air max ones and just miscellaneous shoes and they've all sold out, and they're all pretty highly regarded. And I think this will follow suit. Yeah. Uh, this is like the best LeBron. We've talked about it. It's one of the best LeBrons there's been in a while, a few years now. Mm-hmm. And so for a, a good collab and colorway yeah. for a pretty good shoe, I, I mean, that's a good recipe. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, th- I think they're definitely going to sell out. They come out March 3rd, or March 2nd, I should say. So that's that's tomorrow, as we're recording this on March 1st. But uh so I mean I'm sure those are gonna sell out. I mean I don't know if it's a draw or what. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I mean yeah they're gonna. I think they're gonna sell out, and I think they're gonna. There's gonna be some hype around them as always. Atmos stuff is always gonna have some some good hype, uh, in my opinion. Jumping into the the next shoe, it's Nike SB. We talked about them a little bit with the Blazer, but uh, they're doing another collaboration with Jordan Brand on two different shoes. I mean they're both the Jordan One. Um, and this, they've done this in the past with Lance Mountain SB uh, Jordan 1s. And the cool thing about these is that the more you wear them, the paint chips away a lot more um, and they reveal a new color underneath. So, I mean, with the Lance Mountains, they did the, they basically took the royal colorway and the bread colorway and one shoe was royal, one was bread. And then they put an all black over it and then all white over it for the second one. And they're really cool. They've always been pretty sought after. And so, and with the resurgence of SB and Dunks coming back into the mix. Um, this just seems like a really good time to, for this collaboration. Um, the two coming out, there's one that's a, a Lakers colorway, and then you you rub it away, and it becomes the Chicago Jordan 1 colorway. Kind of going back to last week, Chicago colorway on Jordan 1 is just always going to happen. Um, and then the second one, is a it's like a sail. It's like mostly white with a black swoosh, and I think the swoosh rubs away to be pink, and then the, the white rubs away to be orange. Um, it just seemed like a cool color combination, um, and it's a really cool looking pink um, color. So I don't know; these these are kind of cool, and I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna be interesting right now with the resurgence of SB and, and sneaker culture. And I mean, Julian, you saw these, and did you do you think these are these are gonna be as hype as the Lance Mountains were back in the day? They probably won't be as hype. I mean, those Lance Mountains were they were kind of revolutionary for what they were. I mean, two iconic colorways: the Royals and the Breads. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like wore away to to like reveal them, or you didn't have to, or like some people would get really creative and like wear away purposefully like half of it. So like right. the inside half was like the red, but the outside was black. Mm-hmm. And then same thing for the other shoe. So it was like, you know, yeah, that was just really cool. I had a pair for a little bit for like two weeks. And well, I, I remember that was you got you got a lot of shoes in this trade. I think it was a Yeezy. You think you traded like a Yeezy for like the Cyber Monday Jordan ones, and then the Lance Mountains, and then a, didn't you get a shattered backwards? Shatter backwards. Yeah. yeah, so that was a lot of ones in that pack. But yeah, that was that was a cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of mad I didn't keep the shattered backwards. Those were awesome, but uh, the Lance Mountains were definitely my favorite. The reason I didn't keep those is they were too big. Right, but they they were actually. Like all worn off when I got them too. Yeah, didn't the guy do? He took like acetone or something and purposely wore away in certain spots and 
like I think these shoes, I mean, Nike SB has always been kind of interesting just because like there's people are they're skate shoes. Like people skate in these shoes, they're meant to be worn away. Um and skate I remember I was watching a documentary on YouTube about the history of the SB and like people were getting the pigeon dunks, which resell for astronomical prices and they were skating in them and they'd rip them to shreds. And then people were just like, you just ruined the most valuable shoe like in existence right now. Like <laughs> they didn't even care because they were skateboarding shoes. And so there's always kind of been that beat up mentality to Nike SB. Um, and I think this shoe is cool because it encourages you to wear it and beat it up because then you get something cool underneath. And then also just that creativity to it. Like you can make it whatever you want it to be. You can style it. You can do it, customize it. Like, I think these the Lance Mountains were just a big step in that direction of the customizability and just freedom to like express yourself to choose and encouraging people to wear them. Yeah, and we're kind of seeing that a little bit more this year with like, or I guess they released in twenty eighteen those Jordan ones that said "Crease Me" and no photos and not for resale. Like, like there's like kind of cool nods to that, and like I think like the Lance Mountains started it, so it's cool to see it kind of come back right when SB is resurging again. I like to see this a little bit more in some basketball shoes too. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool because. If you get like a a guy who's wearing leather shoes, like say PJ Tucker is wearing some Jordans, mm-hmm. and they're they're newer, and he, like yeah. in game you can kind of see him like transitioning. Yeah. I think that would be pretty dope. That would be cool. And like we were talking, like the there was the Levi's Jordan Fours. A lot of people were like like acid washing those or ripping them, and then like even with the the Sean Watherspoon ninety seven ones Air Maxes, like the corduroy, like the more you wore those and the more they got ripped up or scuffed up a little bit, like the better they look and they look a lot cooler. So. Um, and it's just that customizability. And so it's cool to see that they're kind of giving into that more with these SBs. And so I'm excited. I like the sale one a lot. For me, like I've talked about, I like the Chicago one. Like if it wasn't a Lakers colorway on the outside, I'd be more inclined to get it. I just don't like the Lakers. But that's that's it's kind of a cool like Lakers to, to Bulls. It's, it's definitely really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's I super think. cool messaging. So I can see a lot of people getting excited about those. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then I don't know. we. I feel like we almost feel pressured to kind of throw Adidas into some some of these podcasts, even though there's not much news for them going on right now. But uh, I mean, we talked about Kanye West's influence. He's like the main thing Adidas has going for them. But there are some instances where they've kind of taken what he's done and run with it in different directions. And there's a lot of instances of it. But Julian, you were talking about the, the Adidas power phase and how that shoe looks very similar to another Kanye West shoe. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that shoe and what you've seen happen with it? Yeah, so the Power Phase is re-releasing next week or in a few weeks, something like that. We're not exactly sure uh, what it's re-releasing. But the Adidas Power Phase, a really bland shoe. It's kind of just like an everyday type of deal. Uh, Cheap shoe, you you get it, you can wear it in any weather. It's very similar to the Reebok Workout Plus. Um, I mean, that was kind of the original, like, tennis, all-day active lifestyle kind of shoe. It's very similar looking. It's just kind of Adidas's take on it, more or less. But Yeah, and... So they've had this shoe kind of for a little bit. Yeah, so Kanye West, he decided to take that power phase and put his own, like, spin on it. And that's where the, the Calabasas came from. And mm-hmm. that that's, like, Kanye's, like, sub-brand. He put well, out a I lot think of, that he also lives in Calabasas. He lives so. there. And so he decided to just name this, like, clothing sub, sub-Yeezy brand, mm-hmm. the Calabasas. And so he came out with the Calabasas Power Phases, which there wasn't really much variance to them. It, it said Calabasas on it, and that was kind in, of... In gold foil, I might, might in, you add. In gold foil. But had no nod to Yeezy otherwise. At all. And that was kind of it. And then there was all the clothes that came with it that, that kind of went... It was like that off-white-ish type of look, that eggshell kind of Kind of like the vintage, vintage whitey. Like, it's yeah. like if it was white at the time and it aged over time. Like, that's what it kind of like. like. Kind of like the uh, the Col- Columbia 11s. When right. They, when they get old, they kind of look like yellow almost. 
yeah. That, but if, that, if a yellow's right, though, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like better. Yeah. And so it kind of looks like that, and it's it's an okay shoe. There's nothing really to write home about, but it sold out like several times. It mm-hmm. restocked and sold out and restocked and sold out, and that shoe sold for like what was it, two hundred or two fifty? I think it was even cheaper than that. I think there was re- it was like the lower end of the spectrum because they they're like there's no technology in it. It was just kind of yeah. like a, a shoe. Um, and it didn't really have a straight, easy nod. Like even the box was just Adidas Originals. Um, I don't remember the price point. I want to say it was more in the like 120 range, but I, the resale on it though was was, it, it was, was up there. It was like three, four hundred yeah. resale, especially early on. And I remember at the time, it's like this is the cheapest resale Yeezy ever, and a lot of people were just like, I just want to pay. I just want something with Kanye West name on it, so I'm gonna get these. But I they mean, were just they were just fishing for something at that I, point. I know. I mean, there there wasn't really much to be said here. You could go on Adidas website and buy a Power Phase at the time. Yeah. Just for for what was it like eighty bucks? Mm-hmm. But they needed the Calabasas they needed one. Cause the Yeezy. Had, yeah, because it was all the the Kanye hype, especially then. That's when the, the hype was like at its peak, and I think that was a, yeah. a good like uh, pandering to that hype. That was mm-hmm. actually a pretty good job by Adidas. Yeah. But now they're re-releasing the uh, Power Phases. And it's going to be fun to see that they stay on shelves and they're not reselling for a uh, three, four hundred. And it's just honestly the same shoe. Yeah, exactly. Like, it looks exactly the same. They just, they, instead of saying Calabasas and gold foil, it's literally just power phase and no foil. And uh, that's it. It's, that's it. It's, it's a plain shoe. Um, and you could go out, I think you could probably go on a Reebok's website right now and get a pair of the Reebok Workout Pluses. Which for I think are better. 80 bucks. And I have a pair of Workout Pluses they're, and I love they're them. They're just better. They're cooler because the, it's just, <laughs> it's more original. Like that's, that. And there's like that Adidas, like seafoam green and like mm, pink. There's right. like hints of it. So that's kind of cool. And that's like what Reebok had, has going for it. At least the last few years, people yeah. have been buying that from Reebok and not much else. So that's yeah. kind of cool. And it's kind of cool. Like I feel like the. I almost feel like the power fa- or the Calabasas, the Yeezy version of the power phase, um, kind of resur- like caused a resurgence in this style of shoe because we saw like Reeboks really coming back into the fold a lot more, and Fila even is starting to come back into the fold a lot more, um, and we're seeing a lot of their like remastered originals coming in, and like they're doing creative things with it. So um, it's just kind of really it's an interesting time for like those other brands where they're just they're seeing this resurgence in that nostalgic throwback kind of like workout SQ. Like those shoes are made for working out back in the day. And now it's it's a lifestyle. It's it's a it's its own thing. So And it's kinda crazy how that just all comes off the heels of like this one powerful influencer. And this is kind of like the last thing we wanted to talk about too. Yeah. Just but like coming off the heels of a powerful influencer like Kanye West, somebody who's like so important to the sneaker head community and the shoe game in general and just fashion at this point. He's like a self made guy, got into fashion. Yeah. Um and that's just like awesome to see that he brings out a shoe that isn't very different than something that already exists, mm-hmm. but it causes like such like a like a hype like yeah build up that now Fila's back in the fold like you said with mm-hmm. the shoe that looks very similar and Reebok as well just selling shoes that look similar and this kind of like retro workout look yeah and I mean that's not the first time he's done that either mm-hmm. Kanye West kind of invented the uh the all red red october <laughs> right. uh trend that happened like 2012 i want to say and yet adidas has never uh never done a and shoe they, for kanye all red man anyway you, they they have to they have to bring back that sorry to get you riled up on that no it's, it's fine it's fine <laughs> but you know you need to take these these influencers and people who have like a lot of youtube followers somebody like uh jacques slade right who's uh, really famous for doing his unboxings mm-hmm. 
and he's just the best in the business at that. Absolutely. And uh, he, he's just an awesome creator. If if you haven't checked him out or haven't heard of him, Jock Slade on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, he's really good. Yeah, he's also has a, has a sneaker podcast with Tiffany Beers. Um, she was very instrumental in the creation of the Nike auto lacing technology and the Nike mag. Uh, she worked closely with Tinker Hatfield. I think now she's working at like Tesla or something like that. So good. I guess that's a good promotion for her. Yeah. Um, but she's still talking the shoes with, with Jock Slade. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, Jock Slade, definitely one of the biggest YouTube sneaker uh, personalities and influencers we've got right now. And it's really cool to watch. Um, but it's just like, we also have people like, um, I mean, Seth Fowler and he's more of the like, like streetwear, like he kind of like is a lifestyle, like making the lists and stuff. Kind of guy. Yeah, he'll he'll do reviews, but he'll make lists and everything. Um, Jock Slade is strictly like an unboxer. Like he's the first person that and brands like and, and some news, yeah, yeah, and a lot of news. And he's kind of like the first person that they're gonna send shoes to to just like open and unbox. Um, but then you have like more like Seth Fowler, who's like review, like and Mr. Fomer Simpson is doing some of this stuff too. Um, they're more the, like the review guys. They're the ones that are talking about their experience with the shoes and. Like sometimes they're probably getting shoes sent to them. Other times they're probably buying them. Um, so there's definitely like different tiers of like YouTube influencers out there. And it's really interesting to watch. And then we also have like, like complex has their sneaker shows uh, like full size run. Um, and that's shoe that shows different. Cause they're more like journalists, like they're reporting on shoes. And so like, they're going to be more critical than some of these YouTubers are, um, which you don't see a lot of YouTubers aren't super critical for the most, at least the biggest YouTubers aren't very critical for the most part. So this is interesting, but there's also just like so many other YouTubers that are people who love sneakers. who like, oh, I want to get into YouTube and then they start their own thing. And then that's there's when... guys who review like basketball shoes yeah. and, and they'll specifically go and do wear testing, Yeah, which is pretty cool. I used to watch a lot of those videos. Um, there's other guys who do like, uh, they try and find shoes at like Goodwill and stuff. So oh yeah. They'll, so they'll do like, what is it? Vlogs. So yeah. They'll do vlogs where they're going to Goodwill and trying to find cool stuff. And so they eventually become like just clothing type yeah. guys in general. But some of those guys are like Tony D2 Wild. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Or like Bull One TRC. They're just some dudes. Yeah. Dudes who like buying clothes and now they've made a living off YouTube for yeah. it. And it's pretty cool. Um, definitely some hype off shoes definitely like comes from these guys though. Yeah. 100%. I mean, like it's. And, like, same on, like, Instagram, too. It's, like, the some of the bigger sneaker accounts that you see on Instagram um, and, like, on YouTube, it's, like, like people want to see this the everyday person wearing the shoes. Like, obviously, we see mostly celebrities wearing them or otherwise, but, like, you just want to... I mean, we all... At the end of the day, I feel like it's set up to where you want to live up to what the celebrities are wearing and wear similar stuff, but it's also, like, it's a culture, it's a community, and this is... You really start to see it more on, on YouTube, Um and on Instagram, it's like just that framing of it and being able to see people's reactions to the shoes. And like sometimes it's dangerous. Like we talked about the Tinker Threes, like the immediate reaction, like 90% of people on social media were like, the shoe's trash. And like sometimes it's just kind of like th- people want to go with the popular opinion right right from the get go and they're too afraid to have their own opinions. And, and it, um, especially that way in sneakers. Cause, yeah. Because it's such a. It's a hype-driven it's industry. It's a very hype-driven industry, and everything, like, important, quote-unquote important, yeah. uh, has hype around it. Mm-hmm. And it all just stems from somebody thinking something's dope, or, yeah. like, somebody thinking, like, a brand is dope, and that so their collab has to be cool. Yeah. Or something like that. And that's where the influencers really become a big part, because it's like, if one influencer says one thing, then a lot of people are going to go with what they're saying, and... 
I mean, I've definitely had instances like so. Brendan Dunn at Complex and Soul Collector. He's on. He's a talk show guy on Full Size Run. Um, he's a University of Oregon alumni. I interviewed him for a story for the Daily Emerald about Oregon PE Jordans, and like I look up to him. He's one. He's an influencer for me, and like I bought a pair of the Reebok Workout Pluses because of him. And I was like, he kind of turned me on to the shoe, and I was like, wow, yeah, I see what he's talking about. And like I never in a million years probably would have thought to get that shoe. Then he kind of opened my eyes to it, and then I went and bought it. Um, and so big shout out to him because I love that shoe and I've actually worn it a lot more than I thought I would after I bought it. So that's really cool for me. Um, but like the influencers like could really be powerful tools. And like when you look at the Jock Slades, who's getting all these shoes sent to him from the brands to unbox, like they, they realize the importance of this. Like, yeah, we'll give a bunch of people some free shoes so that they can kind of garner some of the hype. And, and the one thing that's like, you kind of have to mention with this though, is like manufacturing hype versus actual hype. Like it's easy to try to manufacture hype around around a release, um, but if it's not legitimate and if it's not like I think the best example that we've talked about on this podcast is the Bape uh, Ultra Boost around the Super Bowl. It's like there's been so much hype, or like people have wanted that for so long, and then they like, oh, well, we'll just do it, and then they try to manufacture the hype like we're making it, and then it actually happened, and then it floundered, and a lot of people in the in the influencer circles were just like, eh. Like it wasn't that good and then it kind of, I don't know, wasn't as successful. So you just see instances where actual hype is not the same as manufactured hype. And um, I don't know, it's it's an interesting game. And I think it's cool to see that brands are really trying to hone into that. It's a good thing and it's also a bad thing. I don't know. It's yeah. always a mixed bag. But you, it's it's cool to see because a lot of times Nike's not the one sending these shoes to like Jock Slade. A lot of times you see it's the New Balances yeah. and the Adidas and Reeboks and stuff. And they know that they kind of need this generated hype. Yeah. And he's not the type of guy that's going to lie about a shoe. Very true. He'll he'll see a shoe, and if he likes it, he'll like it. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't quite like it, he won't bash it, but he's not going to... Mm-hmm. He's not gonna fluff it up. Yeah. You well, know? so he was he was a guest on Full Size Run a couple episodes ago, and like he said that he doesn't review the shoes that he doesn't like because he's not that kind of guy. Like he doesn't want to just like crap all over shoes that he doesn't like. Like he's just like, oh, it's not really my style. I'm gonna pass on it. And so I like mad respect to that. Like he's he knows his audience and what he wants to talk about, and he actually like talks about the stuff he likes. So that's that's pretty cool and pretty powerful, I would say. Yeah. So it's awesome to see like influencers. Just be important to the the sneaker community. Um, they do a lot of like giveaways and stuff like that, which is always cool. But just like sharing news and sharing like the ability to see somebody else with a shoe mm-hmm. and me get a judgment like to see if I like it or not. I think that's something that we've we need because you know pictures, official pictures, don't really tell the whole story on yeah, anything. Absolutely, and like a lot of people will always wait to see the on feet pictures versus the official images, just because those are. I don't know, in a, a white background in a studio, like made to up. look good. It's kind of like a, a McDonald's commercial where yeah. you see like the Big Mac. That thing looks gigantic. You get it, and it's, it's like the size of your phone. Yeah, it's like all right, that's that's nothing. But yeah, so it's like those on feet pictures are big, and that's where it's like these influencers getting the shoes most of the time early um, makes a difference, and so that's really cool to see. So I mean, big shout out to all the influencers out there, men, women, children, whoever you are, um, just talking about shoes and helping pave the way uh for influencers out there and just helping us figure out what's cool and giving us a a look that brands don't usually give us so much much respect to to that it's a lot of a lot of fun to follow along especially because most of the people like what they do i mean if you love sneakers and you're an influencer it's just all the better yeah 
I mean, know, they're they're in it for the love of it, yeah, and not to to make money off of YouTube or anything. It, it's a nice bonus. Yeah. I'm sure they like making it, and it is hard to make a living off YouTube nowadays. So absolutely, but it's also like if you make enough content, you can. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting game in and of itself. So I mean, that's why we started this podcast, right? We love doing it, right? We just love talking about shoes, and uh, if anything comes from it. Let let it be, but if not, hey, that's awesome because yeah. we we love doing this anyway. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just fun. We we really enjoy it. So, and we really enjoy when you guys guys listen and and like on SoundCloud and subscribe. And, and we have, and we have people like messaging us on Instagram. And yeah, that's just awesome. Our Instagram and, is is growing, and <laughs> I mean, hopefully, if you guys are listening, follow us on Instagram at Not Another Sneaker. Um, we have sticker giveaways. Uh, I think the word of the week this week should be Tinker. Uh, so if you want to win a sticker, um, comment Tinker on one of our Instagram posts and you, we'll send you a sticker maybe because um, we got a lot of those. We, we posted one on the story well, the day of this, so you, a week from today. Yeah. Uh, but it can be any any post. If you just comment Tinker, I'll, I'll know. And then by the end of, by the start of next week's episode, we'll have picked a winner and we'll send them a sticker. Um, that's the plan. So we just want to have fun with it. I mean, we want to give back to people that are, that are listening to the podcast and just have some fun with you guys. So yeah, Instagram, not another sneaker. Um, have some fun with us. Um, thank you uh, to everyone who's messaging and it's been a lot of fun to chat with you guys and just create this little community and hopefully it can, it can grow. Maybe. We'll yeah, see. It'll be, it'll be really cool to keep moving forward. Yeah. All right. Well, that's everything we really had to talk about today. Um, my name is Jake Willard. I'm Julian Osius and uh, see you on release date. Catch you later.